Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wendy and House has met the two-year mark and is closely approaching to a three-year mark. When I created this podcast over two years ago, my aim was to educate and uplift the stories of unhoused people in various stations in Los Angeles, as well as around the world. To this end, the quest continues. Many people who have listened to my episodes or have tried to listen to my episodes or Uh, look at my episodes, they come back with different uh, responses, some positive and some clueless and some house driven. And I wanted to point out some of the major issues in the episodes that needs to be looked at a second look. So I felt that it was apropos for me to create the top five episodes to focus on on a lengthy two year, I guess, run. And this episode was our episode 26, and we aired this in June 15th, 2020. Uh, Chayla is a multi-talented activist that is for human rights as well as trans rights. Uh, She's also in a band, and I truly strongly encourage you. She definitely has made her voice and her presence known. Chayla Coleman uh, is an interview that I find uh, was very uh, educational, insightful, and I encourage you to listen in and get her insights on how she has survived and coped in this hostile world. So you were saying about the uh, uh, the aversion therapy, you moved back to your home. What happened? Why did you move? Um, I moved back home because uh, first and foremost, I went home for, for just a vacation at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my family, we're, we're in dire. They needed me. Yeah. My sister got arrested. Oh, sorry. My yeah. Um, my sister got arrested. My mom was 
dealing with health issues. And my sister at the time had four kids. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had to step up and be the aunt, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I couldn't be who I was living out there and doing that. And then my sister got out and um, I was like, I need to do things for my own life. So I moved back here mm -hmm. and lived in a place, but also going, attending LACC. Mm -hmm. um, and through a series of events, I got kicked out of that place because they found out that I was queer. Mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah. <laughs> how did you cope with it? Because How I did I cope? At first I was, I mean, I was on survival mode. I wanted to keep trying to go to school. The thing is, um, when I came to LACC, mm -hmm. I found a group of friends who were just really, they allowed me to be me. Mm -hmm. Like at first I'd be like, pretend to be a straight man. Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, we, we no, mm -hmm. no. We don't think you are, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, yeah, I, I, I am, praise Jesus. You know, mm -hmm. back then I was into Christianity. I was not knocking anybody's face, but I'm no longer Christian. Mm -hmm. um, but back then I was super Christian mm -hmm. and trying to live both, mm -hmm. you know? Both worlds. Um, and then sooner or later the peeling started coming off. And then I started realizing that I wasn't a man, that I am a woman, mm -hmm. that I've always felt this way. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the friends that I had were like, we knew at the moment we met you. And then I met a trans woman who I actually became housemates with. Oh, who? Yeah, so when I got kicked out of that place, I actually moved directly into this woman's house. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like her caretaker. She had a bunch of um, underlying health issues, mm -hmm. um, some mental issues as well, mm -hmm. mental illness issues as well. Mm -hmm. And... Um, yeah, um, there was a lot of shit that happened between us. A lot of things that happened between us, sorry. Mm -hmm. I have a big potty mouth. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I became homeless again. Um, how, did that, how did that make you feel? Because I know when the second time I became on the street, that this... Oh, this was like depressing. my third time. Oh, your third time. Yeah, this was my third time. It's so a I was like, thing, yeah. I was definitely like, how am I going to survive? What do I need to do? Like, it was hard. Mm -hmm. It was definitely hard. And then I'm gonna fast forward it a little oh, bit okay. until the last time I became, um, I was homeless. Okay. Um, the last time, which was my last um, time becoming homeless, mm -hmm. um, was because I lived at a place that was. Uh, temporary. Okay. The guy was like, you can stay here. It was very much similar to where I live here, oh, okay. where you can't have a guest. You can't have a guest for more than two months. You know? Wow. I'm like, I can't have a guest for more than, like, if someone needs, I can't have someone staying with me, because it's subsidized, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Um, um, and, like, I had no friends, like, the, like, my friends that were, like, supportive in one way mm -hmm. they all lived with their parents mm -hmm. so they couldn't support me you mm -hmm. know I had one friend who was like lived right down the street from the ACC mm -hmm. she was like you can stay with me so I stayed with her for a few months mm -hmm. then I stayed with another dude for a few months mm -hmm. and then after that I got kicked out mm -hmm. like asked to leave and mm -hmm. I kicked out right and um, it was cold it was during the Christmas season so I went back I didn't actually go back home. I went to live with my cousins, mm -hmm. who ended up putting me in their garage. Mm -hmm. And it's cold in L.A., but where I'm from in the high desert, it's colder. It snows there sometimes. Yeah, right. 
So I would be like, I felt like they treated me like shit. So I was like, maybe I should just go back to LA and go back to LACC and try to finish getting my degree, just focus on shit I need to do. Um, I remember watching this documentary when I was a student and like in between houses. Um, and it was and it was uh, about Skid Row and about folks in Skid Row. And I was like, and I remember someone saying on there that like they didn't start doing drugs or be, being an alcoholic until they became homeless. Right. Very true. I was before. I'm gonna be real. Mm-hmm. I was never. Um, I didn't smoke weed. I didn't, I hardly drank. Like, maybe drank on my birthday right. and on holidays, <laughs> yeah. you know. But when I became homeless, that's when I started drinking more, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, I don't want to uh, be instant, uh, to interject with you. Uh, did you uh, because I noticed, like, because I interviewed uh, cutters. the cutters like that. Did you... I you started always- cutting... Um, <laughs> I started cutting when I was 14. Why? Um, the real honest to God's truth. Uh, <laughs> I was hanging out with a bunch of goths and punks and people that thought they were vampires. Mm-hmm. And then there was this hot guy that came over and he wanted to drink my blood and I thought he was cute. Mm-hmm. And there was a razor blade, so I was like, here. Mm-hmm. And it's a very sexual thing, let's mm-hmm. be real. Mm-hmm. And the, But I noticed the feeling I got from cutting. Mm. It's like, kind of like why people get tattoos. Mm -hmm. Like, I got tattoos now, Mm -hmm. or piercings, you know, it's Mm -hmm. it's the same thing. It's Mm -hmm. like, there's actually a a scientific reason, Mm -hmm. because when there's a pain, it really sends a a chemical in your body that numbs you to other shit. And it it releases endorphins. It's kind of like sex. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know that, okay. Yeah, I mean... Why do you think people do it? Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just like, why do you think people are tatted up? It's, mm-hmm. it's like, um, being real, mm-hmm. I stopped cutting when I got my first tattoo, oh, and that okay. was just last year. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, like, because it's the same, it's Kinda. the same feeling, right. Right. you know. Oh. Hi, Mama. Um, Hi, And so, yeah, so getting back to the story, mm-hmm. um... I, um, you know, I, I didn't have no, and back then I started getting involved with this program, this group called Gender Justice LA, which they are, they're in LA and they're based, um, they seek to talk about the issues that trans women specifically, trans women of color, mm-hmm. well, trans people as a whole, mm-hmm. but trans women of color specifically go through. Okay. Um, just to let you know. Just, uh, um, I do believe that there's an echelon of different classism and white supremacy. You yes. are right. Yes, very But true. it does add to your oppressions the more you have. Like, if you're disabled, mm-hmm. you have more oppression. Mm-hmm. If you're someone that has some felonies, you have more mm-hmm. of an oppression. Mm-hmm. If, there's, if, if you're somebody that's uh, had ties to a gang or you have a Muslim name, you have more of an oppression, right? Or, like, I want to introduce from the perspective that people forget... Um, I could be black and straight and housed, but I am black, straight, and unhoused, and I still have a different dimension, just like um, one of my uh, friends I was mentioning earlier about um, she's queer, but she's unhoused. 
she could still be queer, yeah. but unhoused is a new dimension to the challenges yeah, that you have. especially so. because um, nowhere is safe for trans and queer people. Mm -hmm. Nowhere is safe. Yeah. So, like, I was going to tell you... And black women have higher rate of trans queer uh, being killed, too. Exactly. Yes. I was just going to say that. Every mm -hmm. every 32 hours, a trans person is murdered. And specifically, even in the COVID era, which I was like, when COVID shut down everything, I thought, at least there will not be any murders. Yes. A lot of trans women of color in Puerto Rico, yes, yes, and like I saw that. in Brazil, in Mexico, mm -hmm. like they're all, they're getting murdered, mm -hmm. and um, and that's only because we know about it, right? Mm -hmm. That's only because people are talking about it. Mm -hmm. When usually, um, when they find our bodies and they look at our genitalia, let's mm -hmm. be real, we mm -hmm. base gender on genitalia, which mm -hmm. is not good. Mm -hmm. um, they oh, this person is a man, so mm -hmm. a man died, right? Versus, like, this person hearing their stories from the people, or, oh, this person lived as a woman, they were a woman, or this person was a man, they lived as a man, or this person didn't live as any gender, right? Um, so, like, which is a construct, just like race. Right, just right. Being real. Right. Classism, race, and gender are all constructs. Okay. If you don't know what a construct is, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's no difference between all three of us when it comes to our ethnicity at the table, right? Mm -hmm. There is a difference in the way the world treats us, though, because we bought into that lie, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, getting back to my story. Yes, ma'am. Um, I won't <laughs> that. Um, so, like, um, so I got involved, and even they couldn't help me as much. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, I was like, what do I do then? Mm -hmm. So I was like, and then one night, I'm gonna be real, I was hanging out with a, a person that was super privileged, Speaking of being black, mm -hmm. I used to have a friend who was from Europe. He was um, from Holland. Mm -hmm. He was black. He was gay. Mm -hmm. His mom would send him $5,000 a month. Mm -hmm. And I remember one night, like, I was like, hey, just let me go to your house just for that night because it's super cold, and in the morning I'll go to a shelter. Mm -hmm. um, and he was like, no. I remember him, like, sternly saying no. And I was like, <clears throat> and I was like, Come on, please. Just, I mean, it's really cold. You don't say, if you're my friend, why are you, like, I understand if your place is a mess, you can go clean it, and I'll meet you, just tell me where it's at, and I can walk there, blah, blah, blah. And they just sternly said no. And, like, we sat there for two hours. Yes, no, I mean, no, please, no, no. And I finally just was like, okay, fuck, oh, well. So I stayed up all night. I left him alone. Stayed up all night, and then I came to Skid Row, and I did what I had to do to get myself in that program. Um, I'm gonna be real. When he said no, when he would just say no, 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 like I was like, why? Mm -hmm. And there are some people I've had to say no to, but it's because um, the rules here. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. And number two, I've had them in my place, and some violence or some things have happened, mm -hmm. and I just don't trust them. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's different. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so after that, I just lived at that shelter, which was great. It was great for me in a lot of ways because I did find a little corner of uh, black people that I was super close with. Um, started coming out of my shell a lot more and then doing what I needed to do to get here. And I, I got here in the June of 2012. Mm -hmm. And I'm... I, I've been thankful, but it's been like it's been a it's been a mess in a lot of ways too. So, what propelled you to do? Uh, sorry, this is a bug. Um, what propelled you to do a metal band? 
a punk band. Okay. Punk band. Um, My apologies. Yeah, so punk metal, even though there is a conversation. But yeah, I'm in a band. Yeah. yeah. I like I like all kinds of music. Mm-hmm. Um I do tend to go lean more towards rock. Mm-hmm. Um but I like all kinds of music. Mm-hmm. I like Beyonce, I like Lil' Kim, I like Nick I grew up on Black Street, mm-hmm. grew up on like Ajet, mm-hmm. you know, um grew up on Tamia, mm-hmm. Brandy, Monica, you know, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but um I Okay, I'll talk about that. So one night, um, I was dealing with some mental health issues, um, and I really wanted to cut. Um, me and a friend had a fight, and this friend is a trans woman like myself, and I was really, um, I looked up to her. And so, like, I was really, really sad. You know, and so I had a friend who's also in an all-black punk band called Fuck You Pay Us. Mm-hmm. All-black, all-femme, which means non-male, mm-hmm. a punk band called Fuck You Pay Us. Um, one of them I'm really close with, and they, they told me anytime I want to hang out to hit them up, because I, I would post all, all on my Facebook, anyone want to hang out? Anyone mm-hmm. want to hang out? Mm-hmm. And like they're like, they had just got this studio in Chinatown. And um, I was like, can I, can I come over, please? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I just had a fight with this person. I don't want to be alone. I'm drunk. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like, let me see something. Five minutes later, I get a text. Um, you can come through. And I was like, great, but I don't have any money to go, you know, because I'm bored. They're like, what's your address? Give them my address. They sent it for me and went to their... I got there and I told them what happened and I was I was kind of sober up mm-hmm. uh, around that time and they're like well you're this person said Chella you know how you like to listen to rock music well tonight we're gonna make rock music and I'm like I don't want to do anything right now I just want to cry and drink some more <laughs> and so I sat on the couch in the studio and actually we can I talk about 420 or no? Yes, that's fine. Yeah, okay, we, we, we were for because someone educated us before. So for 420, from what I understand, it's a marijuana day of being marijuana. I mean, celebrities yeah. go out and make a span. So yeah, yes. But I, I also like meant just talk about weed. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, do your thing. Okay, uh, so I smoke. Okay, I do smoke. Um, um, so I smoke because of chronic pain and it helps me sleep. That's and nice. I deal with insomnia. If people are on my Facebook, they see me at night at 3 or 4 in the morning. I really am. I'm, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we smoked. And then we just kind of got into, like, a little thing. And it was really cute. And I was, I was actually falling asleep. Mm-hmm. I was actually falling asleep. And they're like, okay, you want to start making music? Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm good. I'll just go home. They're like, cello, come on. What do you really want to do? Mm-hmm. And I saw the mic, and I just took the mic, and we just... I was like, and one person was on the drums. Yes, uh, the person had a guitar. This other person had a bass guitar, and they, and we just formed. Um, so that's how we formed. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So, <clears throat> if someone was to go through one of the things that you've gone through, a lot of uh, different dilemmas and traumas and things like that, what would you tell the younger generation, if you could, about? how to uh, cope with these kind of things that you went through? To be honest, I'm still learning. Okay. I mean, like, I, I won't tell people to find a therapist. I'm not into that. Okay. I don't think therapy helps it. 
any everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think the artistic expression for me, like finding an outlet, is super good. I mean, I <laughs> one of the reasons I like doing the punk thing, why I like, I've always liked to sing. You know, uh, it's because I scream a lot, mm-hmm. and I love screaming. It gets the it gets the emotion, it gets the anger, it gets the frustration out, and and to get to your point, uh, your other question about why a punk specifically, it's because punk, just like hip hop, just like every other genre, mm-hmm. was founded by black people, right? right? Um, and it and it was funded with the anti-capitalist, anti-white supremacist, anti-establishment mm-hmm. um, in mind, and that's what I am very much so. I hate the police. I don't trust the. I posted this on the other day. I don't believe in. Uh, going to the city officials and holding them accountable because the system is created to kill black and indigenous people. So guess what? I'm not going to go to you. If you have a gun in your hand, I'm not going to go to you and say, please, Mr. Killer, don't kill me. I'm going to find a way to like get that gun out of your hand. Like, take the power back, mm-hmm. as Rage Against the Machine says. Got to mm-hmm. take the power back. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um... So I, I think about that. I think about getting involved, how I got involved a lot. Like, I do want to say there are some things I do believe in um, and that, that gave me hope. Like, when uh, we were um, camping outside, uh, I was camping outside with indigenous people mm-hmm. uh, to protest, you know, against Trump's, you know, <laughs> as... Uh, taking babies away from, you know, mm-hmm. their parents at the border mm-hmm. or, like, sending people back to their... Which, guess what? We're in Mexico, y'all. Mm-hmm. This is not... This is not white people owned. Mm-hmm. This is Mexico. Right. So we got to remember that they just come into their land anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it's native land. It's indigenous land. I believe in fighting for that. Um, so I believed in doing that. Mm-hmm. I also believe in going and causing people to think about why we're doing certain things. So, like, even when Black Lives Matter were camping outside of City Hall, I was like, y'all, I would go there. I didn't believe in replacing one uh, police commissioner for another. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in that. I believe in, like, why are we here, Mm y'all? Like, are y'all really about something? Because, like, we got to hit them where it hurts. Or, like, we got to, like, form our own community-based uh, solutions and think about transformative and restorative justices, mm-hmm. which are indigenous and black, um, and and stop relying on the systems that are killing us. Mm-hmm. They are killing us. Right now, during the COVID, you know, situation, it's predominantly black and brown people that are dying. Mm-hmm. And I'm naming indigenous people in that as well. Yes, because true. they are not getting the help they need. Because mm-hmm. they are, like, because of the fucking... Oh my gosh, the way that white supremacy lied to a lot of Native and Indigenous people and slaves, it's horrible. Mm -hmm. It's fucking horrible. And so we got to fight back. Mm -hmm. That's what I would say to young people, fight back. And if you can't fight back, find someone who you can be with that will teach you to fight back in certain ways and find an outlet. Mm -hmm. Well said. Um, one of the other questions is, is I don't know if you, uh, what pronouns would you like? Because I, no, 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 she, she, um, and, and you shouldn't say what pronouns would you like to say. What pronouns do you use? No, what pronouns do you use? My apologies. Yeah, she, she I do go by that because mm-hmm. I also, um, so for those that don't, uh, under, uh, know, I also identify as indigenous, okay. um, 
Um, and there are some indigenous cultures that have what's called two-spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, two-spirit are folks who are not male nor they're female. They are born, uh, born with any and all, right? Um, they are healers. They're, they're the, instead of like being the ones that are criminalized and demonized, they're the ones that are the healers. They're the ones that you can go to to like get um, to seek out help. Um, there's actually a beautiful. Um, a beautiful story that I heard. Um, so men and women and the two spirits lived in harmony, mm-hmm. right? And then men and women started fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so men went one way, women went another way. So the two spirits got together. They're like, we need to keep this together to like kill our land because mm-hmm. we need to keep producing, right? Mm-hmm. So they went to the men and talked to the man for the woman. And they bring them back to the circle. And they went to the women and bring them back to the circle for the men. And they're like, and they mediated. Mm -hmm. And everything was good, Mm -hmm. right? So that, it's just a a perfect balance of of, of both, right? Mm -hmm. Um, What else? Yeah. So, yeah. But when you you ask that, I mean, just to let you know, things are always changing. I I see that you tried. So, like, I'm not mad at you. It's not like that. Yeah, that's right. No, but I appreciate um, you correcting yeah. me and educating me. Yeah, yeah, because everything's always about. changing, yeah. right? Like, everything, there's some words that I use mm-hmm. that are still like, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, wait, like, I'm trans. Mm-hmm. Why y'all getting that mad at me? <laughs> you know, but, like, things are always, things are always changing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to say something that, like, I think for me, um, in terms of living in Skid Row okay. and in terms of fighting back against the police, fighting back against violences too, right? Mm-hmm. I think the biggest support that I've had has been from community, right? From people that either look like me or people that are, they they either look like me, and I mean like they're trans and black, mm-hmm. or they're queer and black, mm-hmm. and they're doing their best to like fight back against these oppressive systems. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think finding community is super big. What brings me a question is, what can, because um, I have to say this because I'm a black man and I think it's important to say this, is there is a community in a black community that I I disagree with, is that they believe um, there is some conspiracy against black men to change them or effeminize them and things like that. And I need to speak out and be clear on this because um, I want your perspective on this because I, I disagree because nobody's going to put a gun to your head and say you're going to be this. So let's 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 talk about that uh, elephant in the room. Yes. So whole tap Yes, please. Um, I go back to the Dogon tribe of Nigeria. Oh, okay. One of their goddesses I can't say the. I mean, it's both, right? One of their gods that they prayed to before colonization was a statue that had tits. Can I say how I need to say it? Go ahead. It had tits and a dick. <laughs> That's one of the gods that they prayed to <laughs> before colonization. <laughs> so I think... I think, yes, we need to challenge masculinity. I think, yes, we need to challenge ma- to- yeah. toxic masculinity. Yeah, yeah right here. Especially because oh, yeah. men don't just kill oh, trans women. They kill yeah. cisgender women. Mm-hmm. Like, four years ago, I remember in a span of one week, two black trans women had died, and then a, 
another a cis woman in New York was catcalled, mm-hmm. which means the dude hit on her. Mm-hmm. A black dude hit on her. He was like, "Hey, mama, what's up?" Right, right. And she she didn't return it, mm-hmm. you know. And he burned her. Yeah. He burned her. So we have to challenge the masculinity that that goes into that. Mm-hmm. We have to challenge the like the ideals that like. Um, the idea of the fucking nuclear family that they're still trying to make just it's the same idea that white supremacy gave us but they're doing it you know they're doing it one of the things also that uh, bugs me is like we could uh, advance technologically we can advance morally but yet somehow masculinity just stays in this uh, fossil or fossilized viewpoint and they like that's i think is much more damaging to people um, particularly people of color, because we drink into that white supremacist idea that masculinity is only one linear way, I believe. So, Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I also think that, like, naming things as masculine and feminine is, is also a thing that was given to us by white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Let's just be real. Um, one of the things a person said was the, one of the first violences that they taught us in colonization is gendering things. It's gendering people, right? Um, and it's to make classes of people, to make some people above others and some people below than others. That's why you have, you know, men. Like, for the longest time, if a woman was in an abusive situation with a man, she cannot divorce him. Mm-hmm. Right? It was, it's seen as a fucking thing in the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. right? And even in, in a lot of other religions. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I think we have to challenge those things. I think that I think that pe- men have to see their liberation tied up in in women's liberation and in trans women's liberation and in gender non-conforming people's liberation in order for them to get free. Because when once that's why a lot of brown people are starting to say Black Lives Matter now mm-hmm. because they recognize that once we got to work from the bottom up. We can't work for the top. We can't say white. We can't say white lives matter or all lives matter. Mm-hmm. Right? We have to say the the bottom. The bottom is black folks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because anti-blackness is global. Exactly. It's it's global. global. Yes. So you go. You you know. Um, the darker you are, the harder it is. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking more like an indigenous African or an mm-hmm. indigenous person, mm-hmm. it's going to be harder for you. Mm-hmm. So we have to work from the bottom to start up. Same thing with gender, mm-hmm. same thing with uh, ability, same mm-hmm. thing with class, same thing with other things. We have to mm-hmm. work out, at, see who's the most, um, see who's the most marginalized of us, mm-hmm. and work our way up, and see our liberation tied up in their liberation. Because if they don't get free, we don't get free. That's very well said. Um, this is Theo Henderson from Weedy and House. And I want you to understand that no matter what boat you came in under, we're all under the same boat. And we're all in the same boat now because, because of wow. the fact of what well, the fact of the uh, the fact of the matter is white supremacy leaves a, a stench on every, everything, no matter how we can uh, phrase it. But I, I think I, you was going to say something else. No, I just I just. Like I said, Black Lives Matter and yeah. brown people need to rise up. And um, I think 
and saying that we are in the same boat, it does kind of erase the fact that black people are the ones that are dying, mm-hmm. that indigenous people are the ones that are dying. Mm-hmm. So yes, why white supremacy and capitalism affects us all, especially right now, mm-hmm. and we are all like seeking the government assistance and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Who's not getting the government assistance? Mm-hmm. Who's not getting these help? What's going on with like indigenous communities that are suffering? What's going on with black people that are dying, literally? Black people are dying. Trans women that are doing sex work are still doing sex work. Mm-hmm. Black cis women who are doing sex work are still doing sex work to fucking survive. While people who work normal jobs, and I hate to say normal, mm-hmm. that, but I'm just for normies. Yeah, right. Um, I know this is a, yeah, but I, I just want to acknowledge that, yes, while we're all kind of struggling, there are different struggles that affect us in different ways. Yeah. And there are people that are more, like I said, that I hate the term more, but that's all we have that are, are more, more marginalized. Black and brown people are getting, like, look at the statistics right now. Mm-hmm. And if you want to look up my music, my band's name is You Guys Suck <laughs> Like Real Hard, Shut the Fuck Up, Thanks. Uh, okay. um, also, I'll just leave the link on the... Link yes, the please. Call. Please do. Um, we have a band camp. We have music out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Thank you, Chella. Again, it is my hope that we meet in a light of understanding, and thank you all for listening. <laughs> thank you, Chella. Every cliche you'd ever
Girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.